Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This is a podcast from BBC Studios, a commercial subsidiary of the BBC. Hey, I'm Kay. And I'm Kate. And this is The The Magic Magic Ingredient. Ingredient when a guest brings along an ingredient and asks us to cook with it. They do. It could be an ingredient that they really like. Or something that they really hate. Although I'm not sure why they bring something why they really hate. But maybe something that they're scared of that they haven't used in a while. Yeah, something that they had as a child. Yes. Or just they want to give us a challenge. Yep. Could we sound so chirpy considering we're in lockdown? We are. We're in lo- we're sat in our lounge. We are. So we usually record this at work, but not today and not for the foreseeable future. So yeah, you may hear the cat meowing in the background. <laughs> you might. The or, doorbell going. Or the doorbell going. Or yeah, we apologise for the slightly unprofessional nature of this recording today. But sadly, it's just what we have to live with. So yeah, um, cooking for us has been a little bit different. It has. We usually do most of our cooking at work now. Mm, we do. And actually, we've been back where it all began. We are. We're back in our little kitchen at home. Our literally diddy kitchen, six feet square mm-hmm. kitchen. It's been yeah. fun. Anyway, less We're about finding that. ingredients at the back of the cupboard that we didn't know we had. I know. Mm-hmm. So many of you have been in touch over the past. Literally, I cannot count. I shut my eyes and I see questions on the Facebook group and that's literally it in the minute or emails <laughs> yep. of can I substitute this with that? What recipes can we make? I think a lot of people just want easy, quick meals using as few ingredients as possible at the moment. Yeah, which is quite difficult. Mm-hmm. However, da-da, that's not quite the ta-da that I was hoping it would be. It was, yeah, it was meant a lot better than that. But still, um, yeah, we've got a couple of recipes that we want to highlight because we've had a lot of people using minced beef and meat is obviously a little bit difficult to come by at the minute. Mm-hmm. And yeah. making it go further, kind of working with what you've got is better than trying to use something else that you're not yeah. entirely familiar with. Because the last thing you want to do at the minute is make something that you don't like. Yeah. So, Kate... What recipe am I talking about when I talk about beans and bolognese? I would imagine our baked bean bolognese. Hey! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so popular at the minute. Um, but it's really easy to make. It is. It's a really good way of stretching out your minced beef or whatever minced meat you want to use. You could use chicken, turkey, lamb. Pork. Pork. Can yeah. use them all. You use anything in it, whatever you whatever you have. Or whatever you've got languishing in the freezer mm-hmm. yeah. or whatever. But yeah, the beans make it go way further. But if you don't like baked beans, you could use other beans. You could. You could use kidney beans, patoli beans. And I'm not going to make this into a lesson about how many beans cake can make. Other recipe, Kate? Um, bacon, potato and onion bake. Yes, my favourite. See, I'm slightly biased about this recipe. Because this is one of my recipes. It is. It is one of your recipes, yes. Whenever this is mentioned, I kind of like 
have little fuzzy things inside that go, ah, it's one of mine. <laughs> anyway, not that we have competing well, against no. us. Not over... everything, it's a competition, okay? No, it isn't. <laughs> no. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's four ingredients. Five if you include the water. Yes, water is an ingredient. It isn't. <laughs> it is. It's not. But it doesn't matter. It's so easy to do. You layer bacon and onion in an oven dish. Um, and obviously potatoes because they're the main part of the dish. And then you pour over a bit of vegetable stock, put it in the uh, oven. How do you make your vegetable stock, Kay? You put stock cube in water, Kay. In water? Is that yes, in water. Ingredients, water, oh, yes. You can also top it with cheese. So actually it's six ingredients. Cheese anyway, is optional. If you... Cheese is optional, but uh, it's nice. Anyway, it we're, we're, we're bleating on about these recipes. We are. Maybe we should talk about who we're... Who our guest is this week. We should. That is a good idea. That's probably okay. what people are here for anyway. <laughs> Not so to listen to our witterings. No, because we bleat on so much. Anyway, this week, Nisha Katona is the guest with she her is. magic ingredient. Yep, she popped into Pon HQ when we were still open and r- up and running. Yeah, when things were normal. And it wasn't mm. that long ago. No, we don't. Now, for those that don't know who Nisha Katona is, she runs... The Mowgli chain of restaurants. And they have them everywhere. They are amazing. Nisha had a lot to say about curries. She did. Her restaurants serve traditional Indian fare, mm-hmm. but it's a lot better for you because it isn't our version of a curry. Yeah, it's not It's not what you get from the local takeaway. Nope. No. Nope, not at all. Um, and curries are really simple to make at the minute as no. well. And Nisha gave us some, some very good tips she on how to indeed. make a good curry. And here she is. So we're joined by Nisha Katona, who I weirdly had a dream about last night, but it, 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 it was very odd. But somebody was pretending to be you. Yeah. And I was like, why is this person who I know is a vicar on the TV? Really? <laughs> and it was the weirdest dream I think I've ever had. So to, be, to be fair, I don't think that's your weirdest dream. <laughs> she's, no. she's had some weird dreams. Yeah. Did you had cheese late on last night? <laughs> no, we actually went to bed at half past seven. We had, oh, we had a great sleep last night, which my is goodness. really unusual. Um, but yeah, I think my weirdest dream though has been that I was the um, the king of China's body double. Not bodyguard, <laughs> body double. <laughs> And you remember, you, A, you remember them, I and B, really you then say them. it out loud, They're don't you? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> no. I love you. <laughs> I do worry sometimes when I wake up, and I'll tell Kate what my dream, because my dream, I have the weirdest, vividest dreams. I don't know why. Anyway, we are here to talk about, not about sleep, not about dreams, but um, to talk about your magic ingredient. Um, and you picked sumac. I did. Why did you pick sumac? I'll tell you why. It's, it's, a, it's, a, a, it's an ingredient that actually winds me up a little bit. So what I oh. see is in the kind of hipster cafes, they just sprinkle it liberally on yep. absolutely yep. anything that comes from anywhere in the world. And, you know, with the... Oh, gosh, I'm really going to dig myself into a grave. No, here, it's but fine. You, no. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> we, we agree. We agree. Because last night we, were, we did a bit on Wikipedia because I was like, actually, Kate, where does sumac come from? I need to not look stupid tomorrow. And <laughs> you Googled it. Just tell, tell I did. It. And I was reading to Kate about it last night because Kate was trying to doze off to sleep. And I was like... 
did you know that they sprinkle it on everything? It says here. And she's like, yeah, they do. And it annoys me. So, yeah. Does it annoy you as well? Yeah. (laughs) Because it just feels like a bit of a contrite. So here's the thing, and this is why I'm really interested in what you're going to do with it, because it's sour, isn't it? I mean, that's the overwhelming thing is that it's sour. Um, And... but it's just liberally used in absolutely everything. And, but it's quite a fancy word. So I think yeah. in those those menus where you just put the words of what's in something mm-hmm. like chicken, yeah. pomelo, sumac or whatever, yeah. it looks oh. like a nice, confounding, clever word. Sorry, I'm laughing. I'm yeah. not laughing at you, I promise. Are you laughing um, at everyone else? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> laughing at... The, the t- we used to have a restaurant and write in descriptions of dishes. Yeah. It's changed so much over yeah. the years. Um, so so much and yeah now it's just words so did yeah. you do that did you ever do just the word thing no because I, well. I used to try and be a bit fancy didn't we yeah. what do you do on your menus I put so much language in that they're asleep <laughs> stop giving us stuff by about three minutes and just say to the waiter what shall I order honestly it is it's just, it's just knackering me doing one of my menus so, but each one, so on my menus because each yeah. one of them has got a bit of a story because it's an ancient dish yeah. or whatever yeah. so I say that so it's not that it's the list of words that's the problem because that yeah. makes an awful lot of sense on side, but it's the words that go in there and I just think that people very frequently use things like oh, sumac yeah. to make it sound like a grand Under dish, pop a bit on the price. When in fact, what are we doing with it? What what flavour is it bringing? You know, apart from it being a beautiful little red, uh, you know, it's a nice colour, isn't it? To sprinkle on things. That's what. That is such a seventies thing, though, isn't it? That's the paprika on the egg mayonnaise (laughs) and the devil kidneys or whatever. Yeah, bit of parsley, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But it's, I mean, you know, the taste of it. So I, I find that really, if you can do something with that, that is actually interesting. Yeah. And where it sits centre stage instead of being some, you know, ancillary little... Yeah, a little sprinkle. Ornament. Yeah. Because it's, it's really, really nice. We discovered sumac a few years ago. Um, I think uh, the particular supermarket that we shop in finally had it in. We were like, oh, we need to order, the, we need to use this more. And we started to, to use it quite a lot, actually. Yeah. And maybe at the beginning we were a little bit responsible for sprinkling it over stuff. So, so what is sumac? Because I didn't Google it before I came. <laughs> and I would hate for someone to go into the history of my browser and see I've put sumac well, in. So can you well, tell me? Well, Mr. Google says. Yeah. No, sumac, it, they're like, it's a small tree or shrub yeah. type of thing. So you get like these reddish, purple the fruits, little fruits on them, which they dry and grind down to a like a, a reddish purple powder. Mm-hmm. And then it's Spring got up. a it's got a sort of a tart lemony yeah lemony taste to it. I think it's really nice. Like yeah. as far as as far as spices go, like it's a good one. Yeah, we we use it quite a lot now. Yeah, we so. do now. Do you count it as a spice? Because I would never count that as a yeah, spice. I, it's a good one, actually. When you see pictures of it, yeah. I wouldn't call it a spice I, either. I don't, know, I, would, I don't think I'd call it a spice. What would you call it? It's like, it's like a condiment, is it? Yeah, it's a... I'd even, yeah, because pepper's a spice. Yeah. There's no... Arom- it feels like there's no aromatic mm. in it. It feels like it's yeah. just citrus. Yeah. yeah, That's the thing. So it's like a... Almost like a herb. So it's the berries that are ground, yeah, the, yeah. always dried, ground. Mm. Is that how sumac always comes as a ground powder? Oh, that's, well, that's a good question. The, that's the only way we, think so, we yeah. use it. But they, weirdly, they, there's like tannins in it and they, can, they use in um, making leather and yeah. stuff like that, yeah. Are you with your knowledge? They make, um, Where did that come Moroccan from? Moroccan leather. They really? Use, they use sumac to, to colour it. And oh, tan wow. It. 
you yeah. retained a lot because yeah. I didn't know that you yeah. carried on reading yeah, that was yeah. beyond reading. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah so it's not just like the fruit. so it's a colouring is it yeah it's, it's, color, yeah, it's yeah. a colouring yeah, it's like a ready you ever used it for that but you'd have to soak mm. it wouldn't it be like a saffron thing wouldn't yeah. it yeah, yeah. Um, we're going to do some sumac lamb chops whoa so that's amazing you're <laughs> <laughs> yeah. kidding that's brilliant yeah. Yeah, sumac and lamb. Um, so we um, came up. Great. It was a happy accident, this recipe. Um, and mainly my fault, because when we were developing for the first cookbook, we were like, we need to bring some barbecue in, because mm-hmm. we, we do a lot on the barbecue in the, in the garden. And I marinated some lamb in some sumac, some yogurt, some other herbs and spices, and I forgot about it in the fridge. And I was like, What's the word that I can use? I was like, oh, oh shucks. <laughs> oh, shucks. I've left it in the fridge. And Kate was like, well, it doesn't smell off. Maybe we should just try it anyway. And Kate's sister doesn't like lamb. And she tried some. She's like, oh, my God, I love this. So we were like, yes, it works. Um, and it was a complete happy accident. Mm-hmm. And it's actually quite a nice dish. But it I'm is. a bit biased. Is that what you're cooking in, yeah, in that moment? That sounds amazing. We're using a griddle pan. Um, but you can use you can use a normal pan for this. You can yeah. just bung it in the oven. Mm-hmm. Like lamb is quite forgiving as long as you don't overcook it. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of I think the secret of lamb. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. yeah, meat thermometers are the way to go. Meat thermometers <laughs> you use, do you? Um I do personally because I get distracted. <clears throat> and never. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> She's been here five minutes. I am I'm terrible at getting distracted. So cattle yeah. prod under me. <laughs> the timer and the thermometer are my is friends. Really? Yeah, God, unless that's... it's Kate is around and she'd be like, remember to keep an really? eye on the lamb. Yeah. yeah. Do, do you know in Indian culture what I love about Western culture and lamb chops is that you do have them pink and medium. In India, what we do is we kill Ooh. them twice. Every bit, honestly, everything. And if it's crawled or breathed, everything is a black crisp. Really? And, it, and, and what happens is, because everything's marinated yeah. anyway, and, you know, in curries, you can't really burn it that badly, no. but, but anything that's tandoori is marinated in that fantastic kind of yogurty marinade. Oh, yeah. So that's what burns before the meat. So you get that lovely... Um, my mouth's actually watering, you know, that crust that comes well, from the marinade. Well, you, you get a bit of that crust, like, with the lamb chops, because oh, they're marinated in yogurt, they've been in there for a couple of days, yeah. and then Kate's going to burn them, or not burn them, because <laughs> we're cooking for some I'll try not to. <laughs> I heard someone say, to. you want them so a good vet could get them back on the feet. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
Tell us about <laughs> how you went from being a barrister yeah. to having a chain of... Re- like, what? <laughs> yeah, that's mad, isn't it? But I was a barrister for 20 years and, you know, born and raised in, in, in Ormskirk. And, yeah. you're, you're, and if you've got Indian parents, you're born and raised to be either a, a doctor... Or a bar- lawyer. <laughs> if you're really bad, you get to be a lawyer. <laughs> or engineer is the other one. Engineer. So, um, brother went on to become a doctor, and I, I remember, I, and I loved being a barrister. It was just for me the best job. It, dead interesting, amazing people, um, endlessly fascinating. But this is typical of many immigrants: is you're also obsessed with your food. You know yeah. your ancestral dishes. Yeah. Because, not just because it's, it's such a fascinating, different kind of way of eating, um, but because what I realised is that once my first generations die, those recipes will go with mm-hmm, them. Yeah. Yeah. And what's dead interesting about Indian food is any of the Indians that could afford to come over to England, if they had enough money for a ticket to fly, they had chefs at home. So many of the Indians that came oh, over wow. couldn't even cook, yeah. So they've not, they, because it's not, you know, in the higher sort of castes of the Indian, you don't get Indian culture, you don't go in the kitchen and cook. No, my family are a bit different. Passionate, passionate cooks, horticulturists. I think it comes from that when you're growing your own ingredients. Yeah. My yeah. mum's always kept chickens. You grow it, you cook yeah. it. You really care for it, like yeah. You yeah. really care for you it. You really do. But yeah, not that much that you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's what happened is that they, you know, came over and they're passionately foodie, and so was I. Therefore. And then there comes a point where so I, I taught Indian cooking for, you know, 10 years before I did Mowgli. And then I realised that these dishes that we eat at home, which are generally, honestly, they're generally vegan. They are completely gluten-free. They are completely low-fat. They are ready in 20 minutes from the most meagre ingredients. That's in one pan. That's my kind of cooking, yeah. you yeah. know. Yeah. And I just thought it's not represented on the high street. And that's when, I went, that's when the idea of Mowgli came to me. And, and I don't know if you experienced this, you know, with, with what you do, but it, it becomes this living thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. can't get it out of yeah. your head. You go sleep, it's what you think about. Yeah. You live, you breathe it every day. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, you just described how life gets a little bit busy and you can't do anything. It take, It's like adopting a, a really, you know, a, a really difficult child who just yeah. wants yeah. all your attention all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, and it can destroy everything around you if you don't integrate it really yeah. cleverly, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, for women in business, it's really, really important, you know, cause, yeah. and you are role models and it's great to see. And that's why I'm so proud that you're from here. Yeah, <laughs> but it's amazing because you born from a passion. You've built this incredible yeah. business and this brand um, yourselves. And that's, you know, for people like me, that's an amazing thing to watch and see. Yeah. And, and we need to speak. This is why this is so great. We speak about it so other women can see that actually this is what you can do. That you yeah. can exactly. To inspire other people because it is exactly what you can do. I mean, food... Food like brings together people around the dinner table most days of the week. Mm. Having an idea is is one thing, but having the guts to do that is complete like something else. Yeah. Like, I I think that, but but you did it as well. And I think there are two kinds of people in the world: there are entrepreneurs and there are normal happy people. <laughs> <laughs> because what happens with the entrepreneur? And I always um, cite this quote from from Shakespeare, and it is it says that there is a tide in the affairs of men, which if taken at the flood leads to fortune. But if omitted, then all the journeys of your life are in shallows and miseries. And it's that thing about if you don't do it. It came to my head that I need to represent the way Indians eat at home on the high street. It, there, was, there was not a... Th- 
there were very few role models. You look at the way that the restaurant industry is portrayed in the media and you've, it's testosterone, aggression, yeah. brutalising, yeah. shouty, <laughs> crush them and rebuild them, yeah. nonsense. Yeah. And you, there is nothing about someone that is humane that would want to go into that industry. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was the most reluctant thing that I did. I, didn't, I, I used all my savings. We were going to have to move into my auntie's bungalow, completely put everything at risk. But what I did is I continued to work at the bar. So I'd work as a barrister in the daytime and then I'd put a hard hat on at night and I physically built my first restaurant wow. with a guy called Robbie. And, you know, the, I'm the exec chef, so every dish is mine. I hand, I, on principle, I, I take curry virgins, local scousers, curry yeah. virgins, you can't cook curry, and I train them because that's the way you get complete consistency. They're not going to come yeah. in and then try and make it taste like their nans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Employing Indians in Indian restaurants, that's what I would do. If you employed me in an Indian restaurant, I would not. Be putting yeah. smack in anything, my love. Oh, God, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Under your chops, I'd have slipped that out with a lemon. Get that margin down. Yeah. <laughs> Every penny counts. Exactly. Yes, yeah. So, so that's how, you know, it's it's a very different way of doing business. And I had so little confidence. You've not been, I think, to Mowgli, have you? But no. I had so little confidence in my in, in Mowgli being a success that I deck I, I design every single one of them and I design them in a way that if we fail tomorrow I could put coffee and crepes in it and it would work so they're t- completely neutral you go in and you actually don't know it's an Indian restaurant until well you can smell it yeah. it smells like my, my house but you know until you see the menu and even then the words are not you know there's not like a dansak and a boona and all these yeah. things that we just laugh at as Indians I was gonna say because <laughs> like I know like our perception of like so curries in this country are mm. quite controversial because there are so many like anglicized curries mm. that feature in most takeaways menu that we recreate because they are the curries that our readers know mm. because it's usually where they get it from once a week, twice a week, how yeah. many times they yeah. have it. And we're always looking for like we always we have this thing about being authentic and it's really difficult to do sometimes because and it's what most people yeah, know it, yeah, yeah it's what people know isn't it that it's that version of yeah so tell us about your dishes they are um i'll tell you the difference between a, a takeaway dishes or, or a curry house dish and ours is that i have a ban on any cream and we do not cook with cream we do not cook with ghee every dish has got its own particular spicing so there's not there's not a mother gravy that we then tweak to make. So what generally happens is you create this big mother gravy, you know, which is onion, ginger, garlic, loads of garam masala, whatever, you know. So you've got this yeah. base, a masala base. So if you come in and order a jalfrezi, what they would do in a restaurant is they take a bit of that base, chicken in it, and then green peppers. There's your jalfrezi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You come in and order a dopiaza, which just translates as double the onion. <laughs> take a bit of that. Vindaloo, ja- take a bit yeah. of that mother sauce, chicken, and a shed load of chilli. Yeah you know to get you get your muscle switching so that that's how it's done there what actually indians do is a lot more simple honestly it is we don't have thick sauces we don't thicken with anything we don't cook with cream the sauces i'm i my mouth's really watery but the sauces are these light liquors they're almost slightly watery but with a really lovely aromatic strength to them yeah if you want a thicker sauce you chop your onions finer but each house each house in india will only have one way of cooking meat and so the way that we speak in India, instead of saying I'm having a, a green bean jalfrezi, what we'd say is, <laughs> you know, you cite the ingredients. You say I'm having green beans and you cite the, spe- the main spice with cumin. I'm cooking lamb with green cardamom. 
I'm cooking chicken with, you know, coriander yeah. or whatever. That's yeah. how we, we use language in India. These other words, pasanda just means I like. Yeah. So the, And there is a real place for those dishes because sometimes I fancy a really dirty, you know, ch- chicken tikka masala. But they are dirty. Like, and they are, they're usually full of cream yeah. or full of a ridiculous amount yeah. of ground almond mm. in some cases. Yeah. And they, like, they are usually, like, ridiculously bad for you. Yeah. Which is why we get so many requests of... Can you make a chicken bolte mm. that isn't going to kill me? Because yeah. I'm going to have a heart attack. Like mm-hmm. that happens. Yeah, and 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 it's easy, isn't it? Because you know what you're doing. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you see, because you don't, you need the smallest amount of boil. Yeah. You, we use in Mowgli, we use rapeseed to start a dish. Yeah. Just that's all to, you need, like exactly yeah. the thing. It's, it's, it's the healthiest thing, and yet it's got the worst. So, can you see mm. what makes me get out of bed every morning? It's the healthiest, yeah. in my yeah. view, the healthiest, tastiest, lightest, easiest, cheapest food. Yeah. All of this is dead important. Mm. And it's got one of the worst reputations because of those radioactive tins yeah, of red food stuff. Food colorings, yeah. ahoy. Food, yeah. uh, uh, why, what, what? When you've got a sumac <laughs> in the world <laughs> and turmeric, why yeah, would you why? need food? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you mentioned how you how you start a dish with a bit of rapeseed oil, but how would you, like, how would you build a curry? Uh, so, for instance, in Mowgli, we don't have any of those chicken curries. We have something called the house chicken curry, because that is, if you come to my house, that is what I would cook, you know, <laughs> or the house lamb curry. So the house lamb curry, for instance, is just a little bit of oil, yeah. really the smallest amount of oil, onion, ginger, garlic. So already there's no fat base to this. Yeah. Then into that, you just put three spices, and I add one extra. So three spices, turmeric and chilli go into every curry. Turmeric, in terms of just health properties, turmeric is incredible. Yeah. Really highly antioxidant. And the thing that tr- the thing that activates turmeric, just so if anyone wants to know, is black pepper. So if you want turmeric to really work for you, you've got to add a bit of black pepper, which is naturally in all Indian food yeah. anyway. So turmeric chilli and that meat spice is called garam masala. We don't have curry powder mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. in India. Then that doesn't exist. We mainly use garam masala, to be fair. Yeah. We love garam masala. Really? Yeah. yeah. And a good tip for garam masala is hold up the jar. If you go to a, get it from the Asian grocers because you get a big bag for about five quid. If it's very grey, it means it's full of very cheap coriander seeds. The redder it is, the better, because then it's got things like anise, oh. cinnamon, cloves, Everything. black cardamom, all of that, the darker spices. So get a nice deep red one if you can. So there you've got your spices, there's no liquid in. Water, in with water, add whatever. So I add a bit of anise into there, I put dried plums in, or prunes to die for, or apricots, whatever you want to add. Simmer, simmer, simmer. Um, salt and a tiny bit. You always think about a bit of sweet. So in India, tell me to shut up. If no, I'm no, 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 no. There are no, six no. areas of flavour on the tongue. And in every dish, we've got to tantalise each six of those. So it's the same as the West. Salt, salt, sugar, bitter, sour. But we've got added, added astringency and pungency. So you've got to think about all of those things. Now, there is a legitimate place for a bit of sweetness. So I use stevia at home. Yeah. 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 Um, because you do want that. Otherwise, you end up craving things like carbs on the side. Yeah. Just put it in your curry and eat that curry with romaine lettuce leaves instead, like they do in Korea. It's a really healthy tip, you know. So very often, just have a bowl of lettuce leaves, big stonking load of curry, massive pieces of meat, and it's gorgeous. Um, it's chopped green chilli and chopped coriander and just make it like a wrap but in yeah. a lettuce leaf because yeah, do- I don't I, I'm a bit so in our house Kate has rice with her curry I never do hmm. never have rice with curry I just I never have we used to go to the Indian house like when we were kids and we just have balti so yeah. we'd never <laughs> have ever 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 have rice and I find it really weird sometimes to have rice with curry really um, but I really like that tip 
Yeah, yeah it's good really, tip. really like that tip. Because to be fair, I only have rice with curry because that's what you... Because you <laughs> yeah. have to have something <laughs> with it. Further, yeah. It? yeah. yeah. Oh, really there's nice. nothing like a lamb chop. A lamb chop <laughs> suggests <laughs> Yeah, oh, over there. You did a good job. Oh, and they're French trimmed. They are. And what is that? A, is that a, a couscous salad? It, it is a couscous salad, yeah. yes. It's, we... a, it's a really basic couscous salad. So these are both recipes from the first book. Yeah. Um, which are sumac lamb with uh-huh. rainbow couscous. Wow. So Kate, can you tell us what you were what you were yes, doing? I was to... just cooking the lamb in a um, griddle pan. And there's some rainbow couscous there to go with it. Fantastic. Looks amazing. I know when we were making um, the couscous earlier, someone um, came up to us and they were like, this, my mum doesn't allow couscous in the house. I'm like, <laughs> but with this salad, there's so little couscous in it. Mm. I'd say actually it's outnumbered by the amount of sort salad, of salad. <laughs> tomato, cucumber, yeah, and then... pomegranate seeds. And just oh, nice yeah. herbs, like there's a bit of mint in there, there's there's all sorts in there. Mm. But yeah, the sumac on the lamb is pretty epic on yeah. this one. But I am ever so slightly biased and I really hope that you like it because <laughs> I hate this point. Whenever anyone comes up to us and goes, oh, I made you a recipe, I'm like... <gasps> yeah. It's like that yeah. that yeah. intake of breath of, did you gone. like it? And like, of course I liked it. It's like, oh, yeah. thank God for that. Um, yeah, and it's... Oh, it's <laughs> It's a weird it's, feeling. It's called humility. It's really <laughs> good. Means you've got legs for goodness' sake. Another yeah. word. Today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a weird feeling, um, and it's a feeling that it's yeah. Anyway, stop waffling. It smells amazing. Yeah. That do, do we, can we try it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can, we, can, honestly, can I pick it, it up? Yeah, yeah, no, 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 yeah. no. Yeah. I'm, no, no, no. I'm going to insist that you do. Oh, good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm mean, thinking we don't do the whole. I just thought I brought. I'll bring cutlery just in case because you never know. Napkins just in case. Oh, it smells amazing. Is that cumin? Is it cumin? Yeah, there's it? some cumin in there as well. And Am I, is it only me that's trying this? No, I'm, oh, no, I'm, I'm going to have some. I'm, gonna have some. I'm just going to check that you like <laughs> it first. You like it? Mm. Okay. So is that lovely acidity that's lifting it? Is mm. that coming from the sumac? Yeah, yep. it's sumac, yeah. It's, um... Oh, wow. And they're so <laughs> tender. <laughs> okay, how much sumac did you put in that? Um, so it's... that's six, six chops, isn't it? Yeah, it's... How much did I put in? It's it about a teaspoon or half yeah, or something not... like that. So Kate is a, an instinct chef. Mm. I just sort of throw a bit of this in and a bit of that mm-hmm. in and then people say, how did you make that? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I, just, I just threw handfuls of stuff in. That's the true chef. That's the hardest thing about writing the book, isn't it? Because we, mm. you know, some of the best cooks are home cooks. Mm. We are... You know, we throw things in and you feel it and you taste and you adjust. Mm-hmm. Having to lock that down into mm, a recipe, yeah. re- that's the hardest thing. Is, Recipes are not really a problem. Hard. Yeah. Especially when you make something and it's really nice and you can't remember mm. what, exactly what you put in it. Mm. Yeah. What I love about that is sumac is in there as an ingredient to bring flavour. You've not mm. ponced around yeah. with it. It's not covered in these <laughs> not little red shards of ego. Yeah. No, it's yeah. fabulous. Really tasty. Yeah, because, I mean, it's something that you should taste, not be sprinkled over the yeah. top, like, willy-nilly. Oh, oh, that was fabulous. Thank you so no, much. Thank, thank you so, so much really for coming nice. to see us. Yeah, so, and, and to meet you as well. I mean, no, like... It's great to meet you as well. Just so, your, your story's fabulous and, you know, it's great that you're these powerhouses. It's and inspiration. Snap, like, going from a barrister to a chain, not just one restaurant, but a chain of restaurants. That's like, just a bit mad, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hope to see you there one day, hey? Oh, no, definitely. I think so.
I'd be scared four. witless actually you coming in don't bother oh, no, no, no. <laughs> get a KFC on the way there <laughs> come in for a coke <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Nisha was lovely. She was. She had some very interesting things to say about curry. She did indeed. And we walked out of that with a new friend. We did? We did. Anyway, so one of the recipes with Phoenicia was the rainbow couscous. It was. And sadly, couscous is really difficult to get out. I thought I'd never say that, <laughs> by the way. Can I yeah. just say? It's one of those things that's always on the shelf at the supermarket because everyone goes for the, the already flavoured stuff. Yep. And there's always like a lowly bag of couscous on its own on the shelf. Not anymore. And in fact, that lowly bag is usually bulgur wheat at the it minute. Is. Which, is, you, which you can use instead of couscous. You can. And it's really pretty easy. It just requires it a little bit of cooking. Yeah. Whereas you just soak couscous, really, in hot water. Bulgur wheat needs a bit of a, a, bit of a boil. <laughs> yeah, it needs a bit of a boil with a bit of stock. Yeah. And then cool it down. Cool it down. And then mix in whatever you want. We usually mix in a little bit of vinegar because bulgur wheat can be a little bit bland otherwise. Mix through a tiny bit of vinegar. And it, it's kind of like the way that you season sushi rice, you season the bulgur wheat. And then you yeah. can add whatever you want to it. Mm -hmm. So it works really well with the rest of the ingredients mm -hmm. for yep. the rainbow couscous. Actually turns it into a bit of a tabouet. It does. Which is really yep. nice. So if you're looking for couscous and can't get it, Look, don't ignore the lonely bag of bulgur wheat on the shelf. So, Kate, Nisha talked a lot about curry. Yeah, and obviously, did. meat is quite a, a, a big, big part, part of a curry, yeah. usually. It is. So, what would you replace curry with? What would you replace the curry <laughs> we with? We wouldn't replace the curry. No. <laughs> what would you replace the meat the with meat in with. the curry? Well, you want to go for another protein, don't you? So, beans. Again, could we back to beans? Really good store cupboard staple. Yeah, and they're dead easy. And they I think I think because they're really easy, most of them are pre cooked mm -hmm. and yeah. they're in a tin. All yeah. you do is literally drain mm -hmm. and pop them in. Yeah. Um but, all dried ones are fine. Just soak them overnight. Yeah, just as long as you remember to soak yeah. them overnight. Just follow that's... the instructions on the packet because some you need to cook. Yeah. Properly before. But tinned beans are the I think the best. Beans, yeah. So you can butter beans are a good one. Chickpeas. Yeah, chickpeas are really good nice one. in a curry. Um, cannellini even, beans. Cannellini beans. You even put like tinned peas in there. And I know that sounds a bit odd, but peas are pretty good too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we have a butter bean and sweet potato tikka masala, and that's real. If you can't get sweet potato, you can use normal potato. You can use whatever veg you want. Yeah, you can literally, with a curry, just throw in whatever you want. Whatever you've got. Whatever you've got, um, but make sure to pick a protein source. So, question of the week this week, Kate? From Nikki. Indeed. How did you know what question of the week is? I'm psychic. Oh. And I can also read. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so question of the week. <laughs> Nikki has asked for recipe ideas using store cupboard staples, with the lack of fresh vegetables and meat at the moment. See, well, I, th I think we've already answered her question a little bit. I think, I think we but have. Also, like, I think just using tins or things that you've otherwise got in, mm -hmm. yep. even stuff from dried ingredients. I know we always have a bag of beans in the cupboard. Yeah. Always. We do. Um, we, we always have some packet mash 
packet mash for is, emergencies is a really good one in case yeah. of emergencies um what else have we got kate we always have noodles in as well we do like um freeze-dried ramen which we have in because frankly they make the best chow mein if you want your fresher ingredients to last a bit longer you can freeze some of them i know for instance we have quite a few onions in the drawer because you end up with a multi-pack of onions because you always do mm-hmm. you know the little ones yeah and we always end up with a bag we've a family of four and we have quite a lot of stuff and obviously the weather's starting to get a little bit warmer so vegetables are starting to turn that little bit quicker and if you want things to last a bit longer obviously you can put an onion in the fridge but it's only going to last for so long you can actually freeze them chop them up put them in a bag put them in the freezer same with carrots same with any root veg you don't have to blanch it first you can just shove it straight in the freezer in in a bag and that way you are gonna it it should help you kind of preserve things a little bit longer Mm -hmm. because days count at the minute frankly (laughs) so yeah um i think that's it for this week i think it is next week kate who have we got we have got or a aduba yes winner of strictly yeah um and such a nice guy he was lovely and i'm looking forward to everybody hearing him because he was ace he was ace and he he brought along a quite an unusual magic ingredient a very unusual ingredient so don't forget to subscribe yep you can rate the episodes now you can give us stars Ooh, so stars. give us stars please <laughs> Um, preferably ones over three maybe five if you're feeling nice thanks it'd be really appreciated but I think people can write reviews as well can they? I won't be reading them but they can write them if they wish and don't forget to subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast yep thanks very much see you later guys bye deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.